What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashiba Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's Word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiba? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's Let's go. go. Welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast. Yes, welcome it's gonna be a back. Great day. It's going to be a great day because we are so delighted to be here with a return interviewee. Yes, yes, yes. Sister Karen. Welcome, welcome, Thank Sister you. Karen. We are Thank so, you, ladies. Yes, we're delighted to have you here today. And we are in our series of books to delight in um, that are wrapped around this, this scope of wisdom, wisdom for us as urban women from various spaces. And so um, I'm going to jump in here and talk about Sister Karen. Sister Karen Ellis is the director of the Center for the Study of the Bible and Ethnicity at Reformed Theological Seminary in Atlanta, Georgia. She holds master's degrees from Yale University and Westminster Theological Seminary and works as an advocate for the global persecuted church, raising awareness and promoting indigenous leadership in countries where Christianity is restricted or oppressed. And Sister Karen is married to Dr. Carl F. Ellis Jr. Sister Karen, it is so good to have you here with us today. Mm. And we could talk to you about all things. A million things. A million things. Discipleship, the local church. The local Mm. church. The global church, what's happening in America. But today we're going to talk about wisdom. Yes. I love you both so much. And I'm so happy to be back with you. I'm in a small room and I'm glad that I am because if I wasn't, I'd be getting up and just running around like, ah! We might run some laps. We might run some laps. So good. Yeah, tell us a little bit about just the work in ministry that you're doing currently because you were really focused globally and now you're here in the States a little bit more. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I, um, as you mentioned, I direct um, the Edmiston Center for the Study of the Bible and Ethnicity at uh, Reformed Theological Seminary in Atlanta, and our focus is on the global and the local church. And uh, our research really sort of um, capitalizes on uh, understanding a theological approach to why Christians are oppressed globally mm-hmm. and how they endure how they get over. So in the global context, you know, there's so many examples. I mean, even just even just in the news today, you know, there's, you know, there's talk of Israel and Palestine, yeah. but you got the church mm. in in Israel and the church in Gaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are Christians who are caught in the middle. You talk about Russia and Ukraine, but you've got the church, yeah, Jesus Christ, you know, um, caught in the middle. And they're doing things. Yeah. They are doing everything from strategizing to uh, protecting life to helping their neighbors in need, um, helping their unbelieving neighbors in need and preserving the church and enduring. So, uh, you know, we we spend a lot of time looking around the world globally. But we also have a local focus 
because our our world, um, our our immediate context, uh, domestically speaking, in the U.S. has a historical context of anti-Christian hostility uh, against a number of different um, Christian groups. You know, I think. Yeah. From my history, right. as the mm-hmm. descendant of American slaves, there were certainly Christians among them whose religious freedoms were violated by being mm-hmm. denied right. uh, denied access to Scripture, um, denied um, uh, uh, right to worship uh, uh, freely, uh, yeah. denied uh, worship, uh, denied the right to observe the Sabbath. Uh, there's all sorts of um, yeah. religious freedom violations. Denied the ability to preach. Yeah, um, and punished severely. Mm-hmm. For them, and we see that all across the diaspora mm-hmm. um, during the transatlantic slave trade. So we we try to focus locally, globally, historically, and in the contemporary world because these cases are still ongoing, and there's a whole lot we can learn from them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So and speaking of learning mm-hmm. and gleaning, and gleaning, we have learned so and so much from your recent book which is what we would love to center our conversation on uh sister karen wisdom's call is so beautifully written i i would love for you to tell us a little bit about how you came to write the book um and then kind of like what what did you want to communicate through this search for wisdom and finding wisdom um and its origin yeah so i didn't intend to write a book about wisdom <laughs> wisdom found me. <laughs> Does it always? <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. But no, I remember. <laughs> I remember there was one time I, I started actually with a um, a study uh, from Proverbs written by a wonderful woman who has been a bit of a mentor to me named Kathleen Nielsen, mm. and uh, she had written this study on Proverbs, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm gonna ask for wisdom like Solomon did, you know. And I thought that <laughs> I thought God was gonna zap me with it, you know, mm-hmm. just like boom, like zzz. and uh, all of a sudden I would be wise, um, forgetting that God works through circumstances, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. educates through the circumstances of our lives. So I think it was probably I didn't put those two together that um, it was the request for wisdom and being handed and served up some really difficult ethical circumstances mm-hmm. um, when I was literally in tears, curled up in a fetal position, uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do, what my next step would be, what did God want me to do with this particular situation? And my husband said, did you ask for wisdom at some point? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> what's that got to do with anything? And he's like, well, this is how he does it. He says, mm-hmm. and he said something to me that it actually is in the book. The tuition for wisdom is high. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh. And he's like, you can either pay it uh, through your own folly, through mm-hmm. learning, through difficult circumstances and the consequences of your actions of making destruction, or you can learn it by watching other people's mistakes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, either way, you're going to learn through experience. And so I started writing out some ideas and um, just sort of, I went back to Proverbs 7, 8, and 9 <clears throat> and um, sort of took a, a big picture view that just about every decision that was being made in the Bible by any of our spiritual ancestors was actually a choice between the house of wisdom and the house of folly. Mm -hmm. Was it going to make life or was it going to make death? 
And some of them were, some of those choices were really difficult choices. It's like, no matter what you were going to do, somebody was going to die anyway. But what was the thing that would bring God the most glory? And sometimes Mm. the the answer to that is, I won't even know until I see him face to face. Mm. But it's the seeking of wisdom, I think, that started me on this whole journey of sketching out some ideas. Those ideas grew into talks. I presented a few talks on wisdom and folly. And then um, my sweet friend, Trillia Newbell, approached me with Moody Publishers and said, uh, uh, would you like to write about God's wisdom? And I was like, I can only write about God's wisdom because looking back at my life, clearly I don't have any of my own. So. Be right about mine. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of dead bodies back there, mm-hmm. um, literally. And uh, mm-hmm. so, um, mm-hmm. you know, so the Lord really um, asked me to press into just helping to bring some of the ideas about the difference between the house of wisdom and the house of folly to life through his word. And that's how we ended up with 100 meditations. Hey, ladies, I got to put you onto something for this holiday season. Foray jewelry. It's not just jewelry. It's a whole vibe. Kingdom and ethical straight out of St. Louis. I love that the organization empowers refugee women with skills and work that they can do in the office or at home. It's like wearable art with a backstory that hits you just right in the heart. I grabbed the new journey ring, the brass collar necklace, and the Zoom Zoom earrings because I'm more of a minimalist kind of woman. Right now, until December 31st, Foray is giving you a whole blessing with a 15% off discount code. When you purchase, just put in T-U-C-W as the promo code and you're good to go. Give back while getting decked out and check them out at foray.org. It's your style, but it's their story. You talk about these two paths, right? And you're alluding to it about the house of folly and the house of wisdom by these two paths. What do you sort of see in scripture that points us towards the implication of these two paths? I know you, you've you focused on Proverbs 7, 8, and 9 to sort of mm-hmm. build the scope of the meditations, but mm-hmm. where do you sort of see the implications of these two paths? Well, the implication, uh, you know, it's, it, the framework is is simple. Um, but, it, you know, when you start to work it out in context, it gets complicated. But the framework is simple. The house of wisdom, is the, it's the position, it's the shalom that we were created for. And I don't mm-hmm. mean shalom is just, you know, kind of a flat piece. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of shalom in the garden for which we were created was one of wholeness, mm-hmm. um, whole relationships, mm-hmm. um, lack of oppression. There was harmony and unity, and there was um, there wasn't just um, there wasn't just enough. There was abundance. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were given everything we needed, and uh, of course, Romans one tells us we traded the truth of God for a lie. Yeah, and all of that becomes inverted, and even that was a choice between you know whose house are you going to live in—the house of wisdom and abundance, mm-hmm. understanding God's world through His eyes. He created it. You know, it's yeah. his, he created it by himself, uh, using wisdom itself. Wisdom himself created everything that we see. He knows how the world works together. Yeah. And so are we going to rely on him to tell us how it works together and how we should navigate and operate in his world? Or 
Are we going to rely on our own understanding, which is what our parents in the garden ended up doing? And they became the arbiters of right and wrong, not God. They're like, well, I'm going to decide what's what's right and wrong. It's it's the tree of the knowledge yeah. of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and so you know that's that pattern is ingrained in us, and it's actually another implication I see is that mm. it's it's our default position is Ooh. to like folly, to like and folly. Wisdom leads to shalom and life and building and creation, mm-hmm. and folly's house leads to death and destruction. And it's as old as the lie in the garden. And it's another implication. Okay, so they're starting to tumble now. (laughs) But I'll just give you one more. One more implication Mm -hmm. is how closely the houses of wisdom and folly, how how folly apes everything that wisdom offers. Even Mm -hmm. the call when she stands in the street in Proverbs 8 and 9. Yeah, and she calls aloud. She and you know, folly. Wisdom, wisdom gives her call. Come, come in here, all who are simple and live. And folly says, "Yeah, y'all, come on in here too. I, I've got, I've got food. It's rotten. Mm-hmm. I've got. They're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. and it's a it's a world of shadows. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's actually a parasitic world. It can't <sighs> exist apart from folly, mm-hmm. and yet we like it. Mm. We like it because of our parents' original sin. And so um, when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, we're able to prefer the house of wisdom because we understand that it's good for us Mm -hmm. to live according to God's order, according to his standards. And um, so that's, that's, those are just three implications for everyday Mm. life. Um, Mm. Yeah. That's that's good. I really enjoyed writing this book. It was neat to see how it charts all the way through scripture, even yeah. to like even to God's presence, you know, his yes. presence, his goodness all the way through scripture. You know, his goodness, we lost access to his goodness in mm-hmm. the garden. So he then he give, he tabernacles his goodness and even um even you know, he tabernacles his goodness and his glory for us just because he wants to be with us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he comes as Jesus and he, he, he comes in the flesh mm. and he's with us because he mm-hmm. wants to be with us. Mm-hmm. And he misses us mm-hmm. from our time in the house of wisdom. And he empowers us to live the way that we, to navigate this now broken world <clears throat> with his wisdom. Yes. And then we get to glory. Mm. And there we are back in his glorified presence mm-hmm. with our glorified bodies. I mean, he mm-hmm. just, he wants us so badly to dwell with yeah. him and yeah. with the richness of him and with his goodness and the blessings that come from being wise. I, it's, yeah. it's been a profound work for me to even just keep continue to meditate on it. It's been blowing my mind. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think away. about, yeah, I am too. I am blown away. And I told Leah this as I was reading the book. I was like, you can even tell that there is an abiding with Christ that she has written it through. Like wisdom is being written through the pen, the way that she artistically is communicating the truths of wisdom and Mm -hmm. the house of wisdom and the path of folly and death and destruction. And so it was, it is a, your book is even a, 
and artistic work of the beauty of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise God. Writing the pen. Yeah. Praise God. Like, that's really oh encouraging. My gosh. Yeah, the, that's the, really encouraging. I, oh I think my that goodness. obviously I will say that that is a work of the Spirit. Um, yes. Because I'm really, uh, apart from Him, I have no divine wisdom. I, he yeah. is. He, <laughs> I have none. I got nothing to bring to the table. But I will say, I think having dwelt in the house of folly, um, through the course of my life, because all of us have. It's yeah. like I said, it's our default position. Yeah. Um, so we're born, you know, coming into the house of folly. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, Proverbs tells us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lord having me look back on my own life really gave me, and the consequences um, sometimes of my own sin and sometimes of the uh, sins of others put on me. Mm-hmm. Um, the dealing with that really gave me a glimpse into how ugly he wants us to understand the consequences and the house of folly really are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he dealt with both of those positions at the, at the you know, in his prayer in yeah. the garden. He deals with that in the Lord's prayer, in his yeah. prayer that he gives his disciples and us, when he says, you know, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You know, that takes care of, I mean, we're both, we're both oppressed and oppressor. Mm-hmm. Both of those realities live inside of us. And those have consequences. And so I was able, as I was writing the book, I was able to not back and feel, con- not look back and feel condemned about what God has already um, forgiven, but I was able to reflect on how, how much deeper his mercy is than my depravity. Mm. And so I really hope that people come away encouraged, um, having you know, even if they have areas in their life where they're like, man, oh God, how can you redeem that? He's he's in the redemption business. That yeah. is, that's what yeah. the house of wisdom does. He's that's like, right. you, you know, with a movement from folly to wisdom. I mean, I'm still, sometimes I still find myself, I'm like, ooh, I'm making destruction all over the place. <laughs> and I'm like, and I know Talk you, about Lord. It. You know, look at the people yes. in the Bible who the Lord, they're remembered for having walked, you know, closely to the Lord, but they had some whacked out lives, right? Yeah, they did. And um, there were consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the the most intense consequence being the taking of a human life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I often wonder if for Paul, that was his, if was that his thorn? Was all the Christians that he knew he slew? Mm. Um, and the Lord is like, my grace is sufficient for you. I get that. I, as a post-abortive woman, um, I get that. And it took me a long time to really let Christ's forgiveness and his mercy sink into all the cracks that that yeah. had left in my yeah. soul. Yeah. And to yeah. reach all the nooks and crannies. Mm. And because um, that's one of those, that's one of those consequences of destruction and folly yeah. that you can, you can say you repent, but there's no way to give evidence yeah. of repentance mm-hmm. except to not do it again. Yeah. But there's no way to get that life back mm-hmm. and except to trust the Lord with trust it yeah. in glory. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so it it um it really it really helped me understand afresh, like 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 I did when I first got saved, you know. Yeah. I was like, dang, God's 
The depth of God's grace and His mercy is just beyond, beyond my understanding. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. It's incredible <laughs> when you talk about just the, the, the blessings of abiding in wisdom's house versus mm-hmm. the consequences mm-hmm. of abiding with folly mm-hmm. and entering into God's house of wisdom and knowing that he's able to save to the uttermost through mm-hmm. Jesus. Like, yes. That's, yes. I love that. It Like what yes. you're saying, like it seeps into all those areas yes. and yes. makes new because with his spirit in us, we're able to see his wisdom as better. Yeah. Um, and so can you talk to us about like, how do we see that his wisdom is better with, um, when we are on the podcast, we talk a lot about the head, the hands and the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, often the words of Mary McLeod Bethune. And mm-hmm. so when you think about wisdom impacting the head, the hands and the heart, how is it connected in those ways in your life? And then what would be your words for us to see that connected wherever we are as urban women? Mm. So uh, Duke, I don't know if you've ever heard uh, Duke Ellington's um, commissioned, uh, it's not an opera, but it's, a, it's, a, it's like a uh, symphony, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a jazz symphony. It's, and it's called, it, has, it starts with um, In the Beginning God. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's 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 a huge suite. It's a beautiful piece of music. But in the beginning, God is those four words for me are the doorway to the whole Bible. They're the doorway to understanding that I have to trust that all of this has come from Him, and that He is the Creator of all of this. If I don't have, if I don't enter in to that through that door in the humble position, then I can't, I can't access, I can't do anything with my head, my hands, and my heart mm. um, outside of my own will. And so for me, it's been about taking that step, especially in this last season, it's been about continually taking that step back, coming back to saying, who said this? Who started this? Who put this this whole thing in motion? Who is still operating in this world today, keeping it together? Who is still keeping a people for himself out of a people that he created generations and generations and generations and generations ago? Who is keeping all these promises and why should I trust him? Because he is who he says he is. And because I believe that, and he's given me the faith to believe that. And so I have, for me, I have to start there. Um, otherwise, I'm leaning on my own understanding. Mm-hmm. And I'm back in the same spot that I was, making choices, making choices with limited vision. Now, here's the benefit of, of starting with him 
with his thoughts about his world that he created. He's done the physics. He did the math. Mm-hmm. He knows how it, he knows how it works. He knows the seasons. Um, he knows that there are different seasons in different places, and he knows this. He he put the stars where they need to be, and he set the the greater and the lesser lights, and he marks the time. Um, he even created us at the cellular level. He knows how it all hangs together. When I know that, I've put myself in a position where I'm not relying on my own understanding. I have limited sight. I love that it's going to be God who balances all the scales of justice in the end. Even if I never see justice in this lifetime, I can trust that when he balances all the scales of justice on the last day, when we everybody, everybody, every knee bows and every tongue confesses that he's Lord, I can trust that because he can see people's hearts and their motivations behind what they did, what they did, the things I can't see, I can trust that when he balances those books, I'll be satisfied with his answers. Mm-hmm. Because it's him who's doing the balancing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Wisdom's Call really is, it really is a, it's, it's really a book about ethics, if you think about it. It's like, mm-hmm. how, do I, how do I obey God in the world that mm-hmm. he's created? What right. makes him happy? Right. And what benefits me and my life? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the tricky part, and I do address this in a couple of places. What about the times for the Christian when you do what is right and you suffer horribly? That's the main population I work with in my studies. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do the right thing. We do the obedient thing. We live in wisdom's house. We do the wise thing. We put him above all others. And we die. Do I trust that at the end, he's going to balance those books as well? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to die well, I have to. I have to trust that. So that for me, okay, so now we've started at the front door. Now, we've, now we're at the back door right. and heading into eternity. If I don't have that front door right, mm-hmm. that back door is not going to make me happy. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, so for me, it's going in the front door the right way. In the beginning, God, who is he? Who has he declared himself to be? Mm-hmm. And am I willing to let him be who he is in my life in all areas. It's hard. It's also hard to bring someone um, in discipleship. Ooh, I was a tough nut to crack. I was a tough person. It took like five people to disciple me. I mean, it was like somebody was doing the finances, they were messing with my financial foolishness. Somebody else was working on me with the nutrition. Somebody else was working on me on foreign missions. I mean, it, it, took, a, it took a village, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some people, it, it, you know, we're all being discipled from foolishness to wisdom. Mm-hmm. And as we're being discipled from foolishness to wisdom, we're unlearning the way we've learned to operate in the world. And some of those, yeah. some of those unlearnings are hard. They're yes, just, ma'am. the patterns are again. ingrained. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and ma'am. sometimes, you ever have, y'all, okay, y'all ever have those times where you look at the Lord and you're like, are we here again? Yes. <laughs> How did I get here? How it's did like, I get minute. here? Didn't we just do this a couple of years ago? Five times over. <laughs> and he's Ooh. like, yep, yep. 
He's like, either you're going to learn it a little bit deeper this time, or you didn't learn it well enough last time. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. But the journey from Wisdom's House, from Folly's House to Wisdom's House uh, for discipleship feels like a two steps forward, one step back proposition sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's, that's that's the messiness of discipleship. That's why it's a long road. Um. Yeah. 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 A lifelong road. A <laughs> yeah. lifelong road. A lifelong road. And it's not linear. Yeah. No. Is should should allow us to rest in God's grace. Like yeah. He's got us. It's not just because we're going back. It feels like we're going backwards. Yeah. Doesn't mean He doesn't got us. Yeah. And for us yeah. as urban yeah. women, especially those of us who live in the city, like everything is so quick. Mm-hmm. And you can pretty much have a lot of things at at the at at your own whim, you know, very yeah. quickly, very quickly. And so wisdom is so hard to lean into, to pursue, I think, um, because it is a slow road and it is almost like peeling back an onion, mm-hmm. you know, slowly. <laughs> and so it is, it is one of those things that. You, we have to start just like what you're saying in the beginning, God, and understanding like, am I going to choose today and in this moment that I'm at, that I'm the author of my life, or am I going to choose that God is the author? Right. And he's orchestrating every single piece. And so I'm going to submit myself as to how he's directing yes. and guiding me to make known his wisdom, yes. right? That you peeling know? the onion idea is so true because that onion will make you cry. <laughs> it will make you cry. <laughs> so true. It's it like, yeah, it it another layer. <laughs> another layer. You know? Well, at the same Ooh. time, like you said, folly is a, is a mimicker, right? Yes. So, so echoing and calling quickly Right for this mm-hmm. quick response and this quick turnaround and this quick just uh, everything is instantaneous yeah. Yeah. and it's a lie. Yeah. Whereas that slow, slow, tearful yes. <laughs> movement <laughs> towards wisdom. Yes. It takes time and it takes trust, like you're yes. saying. Of mm-hmm. God is the author. He's doing it. He's at the he's at the front door and the back door. Yeah. Yes. And he's you know cultivating in the middle. This is so good. Yes. Cultivating is cultivating. Great. Great work. Mm. He is cultivating wisdom in us, mm. um, you know. And, and you know, I, I know that in my own life, I'm either going to go willingly or I'm going to go kicking, screaming. Yeah. You know, but but he's. That's what I say to, to my, my four year old. I say, you can do it with joy, <laughs> or you can do it with the consequence. That's right. <laughs> those are your options, <laughs> and those are our options. You know, and That's and right. it's and it's life is a mixture of both. You know, there are some mm. things that God allows into mm. our lives, and I, I and, and this is why we need each other. This mm-hmm. is why we need people, you know, who are a little bit further ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And also we need to be pouring into people who are a little bit further behind That's in right. the journey, mm-hmm. in the spiritual mm-hmm. journey. Because I, I, a friend of mine, I, I can always rely on him. He's a friend of me and my husband's. He's got a wonderful prayer ministry. And he always says, after we pour out our hearts, me and my husband, and do all our weeping, and then we pray. And he leans back in his chair and he goes, well, God has allowed this for a reason. Let's see what it is. <laughs> I'm like, I needed to hear that. God, yeah, let's see what it is. Yeah. We're going to wait it out and see mm. why this is here because God doesn't, he doesn't teach us wisdom in a vacuum mm. for no purpose. Yeah. 
And it's not just for us. It's not just for our spiritual formation. It's it, it is for that, but it's also beyond that. It's for the building of his kingdom. Yeah. And for the expansion of his kingdom until we get to glory. And so, you know, wisdom is operating on, on wisdom be busy. Wisdom is operating on a number of different levels right. yeah. in and through our lives. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, God never moves in a vacuum. He mm-hmm. never changes one piece of the puzzle without changing the whole picture. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he's good for that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, it's neat to understand that even my spiritual formation in its most difficult uh, points are for not just for my good, but for his glory and for yeah. his kingdom. That's Amen. an exciting proposition. I, I love how God gives meaning to mm-hmm. suffering in life. Mm-hmm. You don't just suffer for nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like you're everything that you've said is its own like tutor and <laughs> for us. And you know, I think about the phrase that you just said, making choices with limited vision, making choices with limited vision. And mm-hmm. so you are a bit further than us in the Christian walk. And so as a church mother, as we wrap up, what is a specific wisdom that you want to leave us as urban Christian women today? Mm. Wow. I would say, ask God for wisdom. Remember that you've asked him for it. And then get ready for the adventure. Because his presence for me, his presence has been the place where my anxiety has become adventure. And if we want to see people move from anxiety to adventure, um, practicing his presence, practicing inviting him into those dark spaces, uh, invite and allowing others to be in those spaces with us. Uh, trusted others mm-hmm. in those spaces with us um, is just a valuable part of the gift of wisdom. He's given us each other, and we are a gift. You know, the body of Christ is a gift. There's been a lot of ink spilled on how the you know the the on the pain points and the 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 uglier parts of the body, and that's that's okay. That's necessary, and God is using that. But I also think maybe it's now time to put a little bit more weight on the places where the church has gotten things closer to right mm. and been more of a, a good kingdom influence and left less toxic waste behind. Mm. Uh, so yeah, ask wow. for wisdom. Remember that you asked for wisdom and then find trusted and wise people to walk with you. And then listen to them. Don't invite somebody into your life and say, can you speak into my life? And then they go and they're like, hey, what you are doing is not good. And you're like, well, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to go ahead and do what I want to do. Mm. Listen to them because mm-hmm. you invite, keep your word, mm-hmm. honor mm-hmm. your word mm-hmm. and listen to them, mm-hmm. especially if you chose them because you thought you could trust them. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. trust the Lord more than them. Yeah. Amen. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, so good. I'm telling you, there have been some times where I've done that to people. I'm like, "Hey, would you speak into my life?" And I'm like, mm, "I don't like that." <laughs> speak something else. Speak something else. I'm like, I don't yeah. want you. I don't. Want, you can't speak into my life anymore. Mm. And I'm like, "That's that's folly." 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's folly. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love your like, keep, keep your word. Like you, if you create that invitation, then keep the invitation. Keep the Respond invitation. to the invitation. Yeah. Onto it. That's, yeah. that's really, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's really, really good. And yeah, I hope Especially that- when people tell you the hard things. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. The things you don't want to hear. Yeah. Um, um, we've all been there. Yes, where yeah. it's like, hmm, this, you know, and the, and the disciples would look at the Lord yes, and they'd ma'am. be like, this is a hard yeah, did you say thing. That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, ma'am. That's right. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. I, love, I, love says the hard things. Yes. Know? It does. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, that's part of where I see your passion for discipleship, formation for the church, mm-hmm. both the local and global, and this experience of moving from folly to wisdom. All of that is sort of intersecting yeah. in what you're leaving with us. And so mm-hmm. thank you so thank much. You. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. And ladies, if you're when wherever you are, if mm-hmm. you're looking for a reflection, a devotional, think about this time of year yes. when we're just like trying to curl up on the couch under a blanket and yes. consider wisdom's call get get yourself a copy yes. for you get one for a girlfriend yes. get one for a church mother yes come on it's christmas time wisdom's <laughs> call we're going to do this together and yeah. we're going to journey journey together yeah. into into wisdom yes and um we thank you so much sister Karen for oh. your words uh, would you pray for us as we end? Yes, yes. Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful for these two beautiful Black sisters who love you so much and are pouring out so much on your people, God. Thank you for them. Thank you that you have blessed them with a particular context, a particular platform. God, I pray that you would use it to draw people uh, to you, to draw people into wisdom's house, to to desire, eagerly desire to reject the consequences of the house of folly and destruction and to move into making life. And Lord, I pray that um, all those who are in the sound of our voices would be gripped with the beauty and the love and the life and the forgiveness and the mercy and the riches that are available through your son, Jesus Christ, God. Please let someone move towards you today in this moment. We'd be very careful to give you the thanks, the praise, the honor, and the glory that's due your matchless name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Have a blessed day, ladies. Mm-hmm.